Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Um, Happy New Year to you, sir. I'm going to continue to say that probably for the next 60 to 90 days. Um, I'm excited. I'm glad you're here, and I cannot wait for today's episode. Uh, You guys can't see this but uh, because we're in an audio medium, but Tommy is laughing on the other side of this Zoom call. So, Tommy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Great, man. I've seen uh, saw a funny uh, funny thing out there. People saying, "Hey, I've had my free trial of 2021. I've had my seven day free trial, and I want <laughs> to uh, turn that in and uh, cancel my subscription." Right. And I say, forget that uh, because this is going to be, um, I believe, our best year yet. So I want to instill that um, for everyone that's listening. Uh, much love and appreciation to you guys for the previous. Uh, a lot of feedback on the previous episode. You know, it was cool to go back and look at the, the the strides we made this past year and some of the impact and some of the results. And you were just telling me about a couple of people in your in your private life that have seen just incredible results today via text. And I like stopped in my tracks. I was like, man, like there's so much happening that we don't know about um, that yeah. we're going to continue to strive uh, to bring better content and put some strategy uh, to what we're going to do this year and how we're going to roll it out. Um, so hopefully you guys will stick with us on this journey. Uh, but I'm super excited. And today is going to be, I think, a cool place to start because it's it's going to be almost like a review or an aggregate of 80 different research articles um, that was posted in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2019. Um, and there's just so many amazing, like we could probably talk about this one thing for uh, for the next three months. Yeah, and it, it kind of gets at the fact that um, whenever somebody asks me about the podcast or uh, about fasting, it's kind of like uh, I'm, I'm waiting for for a, a really specific question, like where should I begin or why should I be fasting or, or something like that? And it, it's like there's such a broad net. There's so many sweeping you know benefits and unknown um, you know, just cool things that are happening. And so like a, a study like this one that we're going to review today, just just going over so many um, different multifaceted benefits um, is, is really cool and kind of gets to the, the just overwhelmingly beneficial nature of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. And in our desire to continue to communicate our story, because that's pretty much, you know, what lent us to turning the microphones on, right? Like was you and I had these conversations and we had these, these changes in our life where we were able to get our life back and um, just completely change the trajectory of our <clears throat> of our health, never mind in how we show up for our families and our business and our work and all that kind of stuff. But right. just on a day-to-day basis of being a healthy human being um, that wakes up and has vigor for the for the day, like, I, I mean, that that's what it was for me. So in, in, in the essence of us in our journey, uh, we want to be able to, uh, you know, deliver something that is going to continually be encouraging. And one of the biggest things that we hear in terms of feedback over the year in, in prepping for the previous episode to, to, to launch 2021 
um, <clears throat> you know, it was just people are grateful for the conversation, for the real life kind of transparency. And we always want to keep that going. So when we talk about what we're going to go over today, uh, this is a review, right, that I said that was posted. There's 80 different studies. So we're talking about everything from, um, and, and I want to speak to how we try to complicate things and how we want to help you simplify over the next 90 days, six months, 12 months, and, and look back at 2022 and go, wow, I am so glad that I stuck with this. And, you know, one of the things in this study was that there's so many different um, intermittent fasting strategies studied. There's so many different windows. There's so many different time restricted windows and feeding windows and, and 10 hour windows and six hour windows and four hour windows and two week studies and eight week studies and mm-hmm. rats and humans and elderly and middle-aged men. There was a study with 200. There's a study with two, like, so it was really cool to like start with this for the year. And I know it sounds the opposite of what I'm trying to convey, which is simplicity it sounds very complex, but what we want to do is really just kind of take the 30,000 foot approach to what are the things that you can stand on in knowing that your body is doing what it should be doing, regardless of the scale on a day-to-day basis, meaning in the bigger picture over the next 90 days, six months, 12 months, or what are these things that are happening that are going to result in a completely different you, you know, 365 days from now? Yeah, really taking the emphasis off of that search for the Holy Grail, right? I think that's what you're getting at too. Like that you don't have to find, there's, there's not a perfect fasting solution or a fasting interval that you need right this second today to regain your health and to, you know, get going on the right path, um, you know, for health and wellness and, and, and just your, your day-to-day life. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what a study like this is, is really, um, you know, giving really good evidence for, um, because across the gamut of all those different, you know, fasting intervals that you mentioned and all the different, um, you know, benefits that, that we see, it's just, it's amazing how, how broad that is. So in full transparency, again, peek peek behind the curtain in the fasting for life mantra, mindset, direction, whatever we're trying to do here and make an impact, deliver the message to the world that you do have a choice, that if what you've been doing isn't working, that um, maybe this is going to work for you. And we hope that it does the way it worked for us. Um, You know, when we when we look at the specifics of it, you know, if you (laughs) if you do some form of uh, delaying a meal or removing a meal or shortening your eating window, so to speak. If you're new to fasting, we're talking about the time that you're actually consuming food and consuming calories during that eating window. And then your, your, um, fasting window is the time that you don't consume calories. Um, if you fall anywhere between like the 10 hour eating window down to like the one meal a day, um, this review is for you. So that's what we're talking about. We, we went, to the level of trying to customize each individual plan for each individual person, Tommy, right? And how did that work out? Yeah. um, Depends. Depends on the person. Depends on the day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, It was a crapshoot. Let's just be honest. It was very variable. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crapshoot. It was like, okay, so what are the principles here that we can stand on that will work? And if you fall anywhere in the intermittent to OMAD window, what are the benefits that you're going to see? Because we've realized that customization is, is, is really difficult. And it's, it's, you know, how you started and how I started were different. How, you know, Sandy, who was one of our first um, implementers to this, uh, just recently posted on one of our Facebook groups about, you know, lowest weight she's been in what, I don't remember how many years, four decades or something. 
like off uh, yeah. insulin, off a, yeah, off a bunch of stuff, like just crushing it. And she's stuck with it. And it's been, you know, I don't know, 16, 18 months maybe, but completely life-changing. And no, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been the same as what you did and what I did and what everybody else that we've, you know, mm-hmm. taken through the, cha- the 130 or 140 people we took through guided challenges last year. It's, it's really that, you know, global principle or global understanding or, or just generalization that you got to try some things and you got to figure out what works. So what are we talking about in terms of benefits from the periods of fasting versus the periods of eating and sleeping? And that was a parallel that you really liked, Tommy. Yeah, I did because, you know, uh, the body is really focused at certain times. And when we, when we remove the food input, um, which we, we all, we all normally do for, for some period of time, but when we start (laughs) extending, (laughs) yeah, or, you know, even, even between, even if you are, you know, accustomed to three meals a day and multiple snacks a day, you, you still have a few hours there in between eating opportunities. Um, where, where the body is, is focused on digestion. And then once it's, you know, uh, kind of finishing up with that, it starts to move on to other important processes. But as we, you know, keep bringing in the food, it doesn't have very much of an opportunity to, to, um, you know, rebuild and, and grow and repair. Um, a lot of cool processes start once it doesn't have to worry about the, the food so much anymore. Um, and, and so that's, that's what this, this study is, um, starting to get at as well, kind of showing you where those, where those lines are and, and what the body's able to, to focus on at different times. So let's compare some of the biggest things I love. There's one thing about exercise here. We just, we just touched on the sleep part. Um, but some of the, the, the overall long-term adaptation is what we want. So the yo-yo dieting, the, you know, I'm on my exercise or, uh, eating plan, AKA diet low and slow, calorie caloric deficit over months to years. Um, you know, the, that, those, that long-term yo-yoing or, or, uh, resistance that builds, or it seems to get harder and harder to lose those six to eight pounds, you know, the later the decades tick, tick up. Right. Um, we want to look at the long-term adaptations or the long-term outcomes of the review of these 80 different studies and then kind of work back through, um, some of the, the seesaw. So I want you guys to envision one of those old scales <clears throat> in your chemistry class, um, or maybe a seesaw, right. Where, you know, as me being the heavy kid, I would always have to have two kids on the other side of the seesaw growing up, um, for it to actually balance out, right. Funny visual. It's okay. It's right. fine. I can take it. Um, <laughs> one of my nicknames at one point in my life was uh, lunch meat. Um, and I was, I was never really overweight, like, fluffy, so to speak, I was always just big, right? Big, strong, Mm -hmm. solid. So I would be the guy on the side of the seesaw that would need extra people on the other side to kind of balance it out. So I want you to envision that balance where you've got equal weight distribution on each side or one of those old chemistry scales, like I mentioned. And we look at the periods of intermittent fasting versus the periods of eating and recovery. And some of the really cool things that that take place are your body switches from a a glucose-based system, which is a quick, fast-acting energy uh, supply to a ketone or um, uh, beta hydroxybutyrate uh, fueled system, which is where you really get into the fat burning mechanism of the body. And this can only take place after your um, uh, glycogen stores have been cleared out and it allows your body. Now there's a short term dump of fatty acids into the bloodstream, and then those slowly get converted into ketones. Um, And then you get almost to this state of 
uh, Uber efficiency, like you get this energy boost. Um, and one of the cool things that I was reading about that was where it was uh, another study that uh, was linked to this was talking about, um, you know, working out makes you hungrier, where it's actually the opposite that takes place due to the uh, chemical messenger uh, adrenaline. When your adrenaline goes up and you're, you're exercising um, and your body adapts to that over about a two-week period, you find that um, you can transition in and out of fasted fed states and also fasted exercise a lot easier and actually brings your body back towards balance in a quicker, more efficient way than if you were working out in a fed state or if you were constantly living in that glucose or um, non-ketone energy source environment. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, basically what I'm hearing is our bodies weren't really designed to just stay full of glycogen all the time. And, you know, doing that, that's what, that's what ends up, you know, bringing on that, those couple of pounds of extra fat, you know, each year, year after year after year is, is because we're, we're sitting in a mostly glycogen store full state. Um, so, so keeping those, um, keeping those glycogen stores, um, from being full, being able to switch over faster into and out of ketosis, um, means that that, that adaptation is where we're, we can do it on a dime. It doesn't take, you know, necessarily multiple weeks when we're, where we're, we're going through and we're staying in a more, um, ketogenic lifestyle and less of a glycogen stored life. Hey, y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that air doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So air doctor comes with a 30 day breathe easy money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers, an exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional 
dollar value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. And what we're talking, yeah, what to, so for exact specifics here, like if we want to, so when we're talking about small changes, right, we're talking about small increases and decreases in blood sugar. Um, so the human body contains about five liters of blood and about four grams of sugar, which is less than a teaspoon, right? And then, and the American Diabetes Association draws the line between healthy versus unhealthy, you know, uh, you know, under 100 milligrams per deciliter uh, fasting blood sugar, right? Anything above mm -hmm. that 100 to 125 is, is pre-diabetic. We're talking about one teaspoon of sugar, these small changes, right? Less than one teaspoon of sugar, excuse me, four grams can wow. change the, you're right. Can, can, can put you into a pre-diabetic state versus a diabetic state. Now, state, now you want to see that, you know, come down over, uh, you know, over a two to three hour, uh, window and I'm actually wearing a constant uh, CGM right now, which is a constant glucose monitor. And uh, I'll be posting some updates on the Facebook page, but it's really cool to see like um, those small, tiny little changes like result in 10 to 20 point spikes, like mm -hmm. a sugar-free uh, pump, two sugar-free pumps and an espresso caused my sugar to spike like 20 points. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what? So these tiny little changes is what we're talking about. The body's super smart and we want to get back to that balance. So some other things you can see is um, your mitochondria, the energy um, producers of your, of your cells, which gives your body energy that produce ATP. Um, mm -hmm. They actually have an increased resistance to stress. You have an increased level of antioxidant defense. Um, you have increased DNA repair. Right. So these are all things when you're in a fasted state that can take place versus when you're in a fed state, um, those are going to the, the opposite is going to be happening or you won't see necessarily you won't see a negative effect, but you won't see that that increase. Right. You know, and I, I love some of the, the specifics um, that the, the article mentioned as well. Like um, one example was doing ADF alternate day fasting for 22 days and that group showing a 57 percent um, decrease in their fasting insulin levels in, in just over three weeks. Um, huge, huge improvement there. And another one was, um, so Tommy 1.2 that so fasting yeah. insulin, um, zero to 25 is the normal range. So if you're, say you go get tested, you're at 24, but your blood sugar is still coming back in the normal or pre-diabetic range, right. On a fasted blood sugar test mm -hmm. by three weeks, you just said of alternate day fasting, so one day you don't eat the next day you eat, or some, some of the ADF people follow the 500 calories or less on the actual fasting day. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> normal 500 or less normal 500 or less or normal, no eating, normal, no eating. Right. For, for, um, 21 days. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that might be 11 fasted days if you start it or, or 10 fasted days, depending on what day you start. Right. In right. three weeks, 57%. So if you're at 25, on the insulin scale and you're still within the normal range or just below it at 24.9 in three weeks, you can be at half over half, almost 60% reduced 
which is incredible. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, I had no idea it would be that fast, even, you know, even um, having, having read all the things that we have. Um, you know, an, another one that I really liked as we don't normally see multiple sclerosis, um, you know, being talked about too much in a lot of these studies, but, but this one in particular mentioned multiple sclerosis and intermittent fasting, reducing those symptoms within a two month period of just time restricted eating. So, you know, not going, um, you know, long periods of time without eating, but, but doing, um, you know, more of a 16, eight, um, or an 18, six type of regimen and that decreasing, um, decrease, decreasing inflammatory symptoms, um, that had to do with multiple sclerosis as well as uh, rheumatoid arthritis and some other things too. There's some really cool studies out there about RA and the fast mimicking diet and, you know, doing 48 hour fasts and, you know, getting away f- from, uh, you know, a high protein or, or meat based, uh, diet in, in shutting down those, uh, autoimmune and, uh, inflammatory pathways and really cool stuff. Um, when we're looking at the comparison again, between, you know, just picture that scale on your head, the periods of fasting versus the periods of recovery when it's eating and sleeping, there's a pathway called the mTOR pathway, which is like the grow and divide, grow and divide pathway. And then there's an AMPK pathway, which is like the brake pedal to the mTOR pathway. And there's a cool thing that happens when you go from a fasted state to a fed state in the fasted state, your grow and divide stops and it's more like heal and repair, right? So the increased DNA repair, the autophagy, the decreased insulin, right? The decreased protein synthesis. So like the decrease in the muscle building. Um, But along with that is a cool retention of lean body mass, right? Due to growth hormone. And then on the other side, um, when you break the fast, you actually will have an increased efficiency in terms of, um, uh, your insulin sensitivity, right? So your insulin sensitivity, the effect of the insulin that you already have. Now we're talking, we're not talking in a type one diabetic situation here, but you'll, you'll see an increase in sensitivity and an increase in efficiency in, um, you know, like cell growth and plasticity. So like your body will be able to regrow itself faster and more efficiently. So if you're doing fasting and you're working out in a fasted state and then you refeed, you're actually doing yourself your body is, is, is likes that because then when you go back into the refeeding stage or the eating portion of your day, um, your body's going to be able to repair and build more efficiently than it would if you were constantly just doing, you know, like you said earlier, Tommy, the three meals a day and the three snacks a day. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, in the study, it, it, it also cites multiple, uh, studies that, that looked at something simple, like just a, a, a normal 16, eight, like a, a 16 hour fasted eight hour eating window, um, which is basically just, you know, skip breakfast, maybe put off lunch just a little bit um, right. every single day and how that across, you know, all population groups resulted in more fat loss. Um, but still while maintaining um, and even um, gaining strength and muscle um, while, while losing more fat than the control groups or the, or the groups that were doing small calorie deficits. So um, just a, a broad range of applications here, a lot of uh, positive results across multiple, multiple patient populations. And I'm just encouraging no matter where you are or where you're, you're starting, or, um, you know, if you've been fasting for a while. And all the stuff that we've just talked about, right. So the periods of fasting versus the periods of recovery, um, there's a metabolic switch that takes place from the sugar to the ketones. And and then back, when you go back into a fed state, the benefits of exercise, you know, the, um, the body's ability to have, you know, better stress resistance in the, uh, energy, um, you know, 
home of the cell, the mitochondria, and having increased autophagy and repair, decreased insulin, all of those things. And on the other side, you've got in the fed state, you know, a more efficient protein th synthesis, um, your mitochondria actually divide and repair and, um, you know, increase your cells ability to put out uh, energy, which is really cool. So increased energy, right. Um, you know, all of that leads to these long-term adaptations that we want, which is to decrease the insulin resistance or increase the insulin sensitivity and, um, increase what, is directly related to a lot of cardio um, problems uh, in terms of uh, cardiometabolic issues, excuse me, when it comes to heart rate variability. So the higher your heart rate variability, the better, pretty much the better your body is to absorb or handle stressful situations, physical, emotional, chemical, whatever that may be. Um, so all of these things we're talking about, increase your insulin sensitivity, increase your heart rate availability, they improve your lipid metabolism, um, they help your gut kind of rebalance. Um, they reduce your abdominal fat, which is a precursor to, you know, heart disease, um, diabetes, et cetera. It reduces your inflammation, like you mentioned in the, the MS um, studies. And then also can be as simple as like reducing blood pressure, right? And increasing your energy. So just an amazing overall kind of aggregate of, man, there's so much happening that we don't know how to control. So let's just try to keep it really simple. Yeah, it's super simple, super actionable. Um, and so... I just I just love the 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 broad applicability of of this study and how it brought so many um, numerous studies together, you know, in one spot. So we're going to link to it in the show notes. So you know, as an action step for today, um, I'd say no matter where you're starting from or or where you are now in your fasting journey, take a look at this because this is some powerful um, you know evidence and and just uh, powerful connection points. Um, no matter what you've been through, or if you have any of these symptoms or any family history that you might get a connection point here, um, you can, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and why this is so uh, broadly beneficial. Now, figure three is one of the ones that I've been referencing quite a bit here, Tommy, I know you went in and pulled out some specific statistics and specific numbers. Um, but the, the article does read a lot simpler than this chart is. Um, but to kind of land the plane on, on everything that we talked about, would be, you know, cellular and molecular mechanisms. So all of the stuff that's happening in your body on a cellular physiological level, um, that the, those underlying things showed improved organ function and resistance to stress and disease. So the overall take home of all of this is a resilience to disease resistance. And if that's not one of the most important pressing things on a lot of people's mind these days, realizing that they might be in a higher risk position with everything that's going on, um, it's really start to, you know, like you said, um, you know, really actionable where you can start working on this stuff today, uh, pick a fasting window, stick with it, reach out to us. If you have questions, um, you can go to the website, uh, download the fast start guide, watch the mini masterclass, um, and really just start because it's January 11th. Our new year's resolutions are out the window already. We know that to be true. Uh, the next challenge is coming up on January 28th. Um, so we'll be ready to rock and roll and take another group of people through, the 10 day fasting ramp up. So Tommy, if there's anything else here to, to kind of wrap up today, um, yeah, I just want to be encouraging to everyone that, um, yeah, they, they have the ability to choose and hopefully, you know, simply looking at things like this is something greater to anchor to where then you can just go put the, uh, you know, the picking a window and sticking to it. Hopefully that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just, just start, Try something um, a little bit new. Push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, and um, just know you're on the right track. And um, and there's a lot of really good reasons uh, 
to do it. So. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Tommy, as always, I appreciate you, sir. Super excited about this year. Uh, you guys can go to www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com, download a fast start guide, sign up for our newsletter. Um, you have questions, you can reach out to us at info at the fasting for life. Stay tuned for the um, release of the registration page for the challenge coming up on January 28th. Uh, we are super excited. And Tommy, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 